You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Victoria Mancinelli is Director of Public Relations and Marketing and Strategic Partnerships with Leuna, who joins us now. Victoria, thanks for this today. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm good. I'm guessing, uh, well, I don't know. I shouldn't guess. Do you see this as a victory for North Enders who finally had their voices heard? You know, in in one part, yes. Um, It finally brings their concerns uh, to the forefront here. But, you know, to say it's a victory while people are still in encampments along Strawn um, just shows that we have a long way to go before we can actually say that this is a success. Yeah, the, the the victory part that I, I guess I wonder about is we've seen in other cities, in Kitchener in particular, they have been able to pull this off, but they they consulted and they went somewhere that wasn't necessarily right in the middle of a neighborhood. And so you're absolutely right, I think, that we don't want to be callous to the fact that there are people who need help and people who need housing and people who need shelter over them. But this seems like it was trying so hard a lot of the time to just jam a round peg into a square hole. Yeah, I agree. You know, as soon as I started advocating about this, I said it seems like Strawn is setting hats up to fail. It wasn't meeting criteria. There was no community consultation. It was just creating such a divide. And when you have something like this, an initiative that is meant to help impact people's lives, We really need to be focusing on community support as well, especially when it's 17 meters from somebody's front door and cutting out community in the process was a huge mistake. And I don't put that blame on hats personally. Um, You know, I think it was a multitude of things, including lack of leadership from Ward 2 Councillor. You talk about the, the, the discussion or the consultation. If this had been what one of the knocks, one of the things the people were very angry about, and let's see, let's be honest, they were angry, uh, was that the city had not consulted with them before this was decision was made. If that had happened, do you believe that we would have gone down the path that we did? Do you think the city would have plunged ahead anyway, or do you believe that maybe there's a chance that this thing would have found a different way of going? I don't think so. I think that the strong site proves that it fails to meet a lot of the criteria that is needed for this pilot to succeed. A lot of the technicalities were not met. And I think it was because of timelines as well. You know, city staff proposed this site, um, given that it would be ready by winter. So a little bit of a rushed decision, in my personal opinion, and it cut out criteria that we really needed for it to succeed. And not to mention that one of the criteria of HATS is that it's not directly in a neighborhood and that it requires community consultation. So, you know, the North End is not naive here. They've been reading the criteria and they saw the lack of consideration that went into it. You were at that very first meeting that they, that was held at uh, Bonetto School and the question was raised, I, you may have raised it, I can't remember, you were very outspoken that day, but the question was raised about how many of the criteria this spot hit. And I can't remember the number. You may know the number better than me. It was like four out of 12 or something like that. Like it was a a very minor number. Were you surprised that day when you saw how few of the criteria were met? I would like to say I was surprised, but I wasn't because I did a little bit of due diligence on the site and was following the criteria on the HATS page. And at that meeting, you know, when I asked that question, uh, Ward 2 counselor basically said, well, we changed the criteria. And now we're using different criteria. Well, okay, well, why wasn't that expressed? What is this new criteria? Don't you think the public, especially those living 
in that area should have been privy to some of that information. So, you know, we can sit here and we can go on and on about their criteria. But if if we read through HATS is press release that was, um, you know, issued this afternoon, it clearly states that there were just far too many criteria that were ignored on Strawn. And I truly think that this site should have never even been an option. Do you believe that through this process, uh, and you're one of them, do you think that the people in the North End who were opposed to this were painted as the villains? I do, absolutely. There should not be a mentality here in the city in any ward by any councillor that if you disagree with something that they are saying or trying to push through, that you automatically become a bully. Now, that being said, there is zero, absolutely zero tolerance for violence or threats. So those that were engaging in that kind of behavior, zero tolerance for it, full stop. But at the same time here, like we can't generalize the entire North End as being these big bad bullies because they want their concerns to be heard and heard by council members that were elected to represent their constituents, every single constituent. Yeah. So you uh, look, you're not um, you're not a member of the HATS committee and, and I don't know where this thing is going to go. It may have nothing to do with you or with the area down the road. But were, were you opposed to the concept or were you simply opposed to the location? Never opposed to the concept, but always opposed to the location. And what's sad about all of this, truthfully, Scott, is that weeks upon weeks ago, Layuna voiced their collaboration to both City and Hats, saying, let's work together. Let's find a new site. Let's rally together on support services and let's make it successful. Let's get gain community support and let's really, truly make this pilot successful because it, it can impact so many lives. It, it seemed that that offer was a little bit ignored. And again, not by Hats. I had tremendous meeting by Hats. They were gracious, respectful and on board for this collaboration. But I think, you know, the doubling down of this site by Cameron and by other members of council. We're trying to force something to work that never was. It was never going to work. So we never opposed concept, but we always opposed location and, and that remains. Were the concerns overwrought though? Should, were, were the people who were concerned about this overly concerned where they didn't need to be, even in retrospect, because you know there was a lot of discussion that said, you know, putting them in the tiny homes, putting people in tiny homes will be safer than keeping them in an encampment, which is there right now. It Was this an overreaction by people in the area? You know, I'm not one that can tell somebody how they, they feel or validate those feelings or say that they're not, you know, worthy of being taken into consideration. I think those living directly in the area would have been impacted by this, not to mention that even the school board had spoken out about this because that is the um, school route for children in the area. So I think their concerns were absolutely validated. Um, at the same time, now we have to really focus on concerns of the encampments and the in the area because their concerns have been ignored by the city. And, you know, how long can we keep ignoring the hazardous material on sidewalks and roads and people break, breaking and in, entering, you know, something really has to be done about this. And where does that stand now? I, I, I'll be honest, I have not driven by in the last week or week and a half in that area. I, I, I was driving by with some regularity before then. It, it, there was an encampment on that spot. Is there still? There are many. Um, I haven't been down today or yesterday, but in the last few days, there are many. I do know that bylaw was there giving out eviction notices, but keep in mind that was based around hats. 
And so we're not sure what the encampment protocol looks like on Strawn without this pilot proceeding. So that's something that I believe city staff are working on and they're gonna have to update um, the neighbors on what that would look like. And you know, when we talk about housing, we talk about the encampments and I, and I just wanna make this point, housing absolutely plays a part. It, it will provide some stability and you know, get these folks out of encampments and into warm shelters. But we have to also be looking beyond just you know a shelter and a home we need wraparound support services as well we need addiction supports we need mental health supports we need to try to find employment pathways for for financial stability to really get people off the street here so we can't be naive and say yep let's put them in a tiny shelter and all of our problems are going to go away that would be great but it's not realistic so you know leuna has really stepped up and we're offering those supports including food security mentorship for young women pathways to employment through training, because we know that it has to be a full circle. It can't just be, you know, tiny shelter. And then, then what happens to these folks two years after this pilot is over. That is Victoria Mancinelli. She is Director of Public Relations, Marketing and Strategic Partnerships with Lyuna. I uh, really appreciate you taking time today. Thanks for this. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Have a good one. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.